Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host, Kim Bellotto, and today we have a great show lined up. Our guest today is John Alsman, Maintenance Manager for Weatherford International, and Clint Schwears, the President and CEO of Oilfield Experts. But first, we do have to bring on our resident energy expert and Associate Editor of Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine, David Blackman. David, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. I just love our time to get together every week. It, it, Me it, too. I, it seems so strange because every week there is so much that's happening. <laughs> and uh, a lot of it is, of course, oil and gas related. A lot of it is uh, policies with the, the Trump administration. Uh, and so there's some really strange things that, that I want to ask you about on today's uh, uh, discussion here of In the Oil Patch. You know, on Wednesday, President Trump uh, advocated for raising the federal gas tax to 25 cents uh, per gallon. And uh, raising that money would, of course, per, you know, it was to help pay for his proposed infrastructure plan, which I'm pretty excited about because we saw that uh, the Port of Corpus Christi and a few other ports are on there for infrastructure uh, projects. And so it's Really, yeah. It's moving forward, you know, um, and we, we love our, our ports. But the gas tax hasn't actually been raised since 1993. So tell me what you think about this. What is your thoughts on it? Well, it will probably become as a great shock to you and the listeners of this program who have heard me talk about politics over the last few years. But uh, I'm absolutely 100% in favor of raising the federal gas tax. Um. It's a tax that hasn't been raised, like you said, since the Clinton, the first year of the Clinton administration. And, uh, you know, it is, in fact, a user fee. It's a user fee placed on the people who use the roads and bridges of this country. And um, it hasn't kept up with inflation or population growth or any of the things a true tax or user fee is supposed to keep up with. So um, I think it's long past time. Uh, that it was raised. In fact, I, I personally think they ought to uh, index it to the rate of inflation and population growth and raise it every year uh, because we have just a, an enormous backlog. Uh, the National Association of Manufacturers has cataloged about $800 billion worth of unconducted repairs and, and necessary maintenance items to the interstate highway system and the bridges that are part of that alone. And, uh, you know, we, we just can't keep letting our infrastructure dilapidate like this. It's costing billions and billions of dollars to the economy. And, and, and the National Transportation Safety Board thinks it, it actually costs thousands of American lives every year. Uh, uh, thousands of deaths on the nation's highways are caused by uh, improperly maintained infrastructure. So I, I just think it's a great idea. It needs to happen. And, uh, you know, this will be probably the only time you ever hear me advocate for a tax increase. Well, and, and I think the other question I have is, so, you know, the general consumer that is going to pay more uh, at the pump, 
And of course, they're not going to like this increase. But then also, it kind of goes back to, well, when you are out there picketing and and, uh, your position is to uh, take off oil and gas offline and go to more um, uh, alternative type of uh, resources, you're still looking at this, but in a different way, because there's less of the commodity out there. So maybe they'll understand a little bit of how this works when... Um, it, you know, you're going to pay for it this way and we can keep it and increase the looking at the roads and, and helping us down the, the, the streets and having them safe. And or when we look at alternative fuels and we start removing oil and gas, uh, which is still the best uh, source of energy right now and the cheapest for us. Um, we, you know, we just don't like these taxes, but they're necessary evils depending on, you know, the things that we we want to uh, stand up for. So just something to think about on the other side. Of yeah, how do we exactly. keep uh, cheap uh, gas? Um, uh, changing gears just a little bit. Let's talk about, uh, there was an uh, editorial that came out in the Boston Globe on Thursday, and it kind of slammed the state practice of importing LNG from Russia uh, to help fuel uh, their natural gas uh, fired power plants. My question is, uh, why is Massachusetts, which is less than 200 miles from the Marcellus Shell, importing natural gas from Russia and from other places when <laughs> well, we have ab- an abundance here? <laughs> it's, it's quite a deal, isn't it? I, I, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Um, and it's, it's thanks to uh, New York's governor, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, almost exclusively, who has uh, spent the last, and his attorney general, his crooked attorney general up there, spent the last half decade opposing any and all new natural gas pipeline systems. And yeah, even though the Marcellus Shale is close to the states of Massachusetts and the other New England states, uh, any natural gas pipeline from the Marcellus has to go through New York State to get there. And the governor of New York simply won't, has not been willing to allow new pipelines to be constructed, although now there's been two new ones finally approved by the, by the federal government and uh, is going to have to relent on these two. But uh, so the state of Massachusetts, it's not just Massachusetts, it's some of the other New England states have had to resort to importing natural gas from Russia, their own form of Russia collusion, I guess we could call it. Uh, in order to have electricity and heat their homes, and it, it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. I don't, I don't mind saying it. It's just, it's, uh, it's a real shame, and the whole country ought to be angry at Andrew Cuomo for causing this situation. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like it, especially when you look and see how inexpensive and how, I mean, cheap natural gas is yeah. here in the United States, and there's just an abundance. Um, and wow, uh, well, I'm sure that's probably making <laughs> Russia <crazy>. pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, it's making Vladimir Putin very happy. <laughs> I know. It's not quite funny. It's actually just <laughs> really strange. Um, what about uh, the price of crude oil? And it, of course, dropped for the first time here this week. Um, and of course, the recovery has not really been that well this week as well. What What is driving the, the price drops right now? Well, and it's really kind of tied to the stock market. Uh, We just have all of a sudden had uh, quite a bit of, we've had this correction uh, in the, in the overall stock market. Uh, We've had a strengthening of the dollar against other currencies, and that always puts downward pressure on oil prices. And, uh, you know, we just kind of had a return of volatility 
to all the markets, uh, the stock markets, commodities markets, other than oil and the oil market. And uh, it's just, just uh, I think, it, honestly, I mean, given that the stock market really recovered pretty well this week, it does look like it's just been a normal correction, 10 to 12% correction in the stock market. And and we may now be back on an upward tra trajectory, hopefully, because uh, the reality is that that the basic fundamentals in the U.S. economy are very strong, and the fundamentals in the oil markets are strong uh, for upward movement in price. Uh, the supply and demand are balanced. Inventories are going down. The rig count is going up in the U.S., but not real rapidly. And... Um, I just think that this has been a two-week period of, of volatility, and maybe we're going to stabilize again and, and resume that upward movement in the price. Interesting. Uh, quickly, I want to just switch gears to the President Trump's infrastructure proposal. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one of our uh, wonderful partners is the Port of Corpus Christi, and they are uh, slated to receive funding for the infrastructure project. Mm -hmm. um, we're pretty excited about that. I mean, you know, you think about it, how long has it been since we've seen any kind of infrastructure project specifically to the ports? And yet, if we're going to be on this energy independence path... You, you know, we're going to have to start looking at these ports. Uh, you know, you've got the Houston Chip Channel, which is amazing, but it's it's got a lot of uh, traffic going through it. And the ports, you know, the, the, just looking and seeing that finally uh, maybe this administration might start working towards developing the infrastructure and these definitely yeah. most needed ports. I just wanted to well, get your opinion. Sure. Everybody in Texas ought to be in favor of anything that benefits the Port of Corpus Christi and the Port of Houston and, and uh, the other seaports in this state because the Port of Corpus Christi in particular is just driving so much economic development here in Texas. It's unbelievable. Uh, half of the crude oil exports in the United States go out of the Port of Corpus Christi. Um, and it's, it's just a it's it's an amazing economic engine that is very, very underappreciated in this state. Um, and it's going to be just a, a, as we go through time, it's going to become a, an even bigger driver as we go through time of all this economic growth. You know, we're we're about to have a new LNG export facility down there. And, uh, you know, there's just so much more oil being produced in the Permian Basin that wants to come to Corpus Christi to be refined or exported. So I, you know, it's a, a wonderful economic gem for Texas. And the, the fact that the federal government and the Trump administration wants to, you know, help fund some of the needed in, infrastructure improvements there and expansions is, is a very good thing for Texas. Yes, I think also, you know, we, we've experienced some new leadership um, down at the Port of Corpus Christi. There's always been great leadership with John LaRue. Um, yep. as the executive director, but we also now have an additional Sean Strawbridge, who's their CEO. But the fact that he was able to pull together a letter from some of the largest uh, um, oil and gas companies out there, or um, Chenier and, and Oxy were, I, I know too, I'm not quite sure what the other, the other two were, but they actually sent a letter to President Trump himself saying, if we want to hit energy dominance, you're going to need to look at investment in these ports in the Port of yep. Corpus Christi. And it worked. It was just beautiful, you know, just uh, smart maneuvering. Got to give it to, uh, give it up to the port for, for yeah. thinking outside the box and getting in front of uh, the, the Trump administration and kind of laying out their position. And of course, 
obviously I'm assuming that when President Trump saw it, it was, um, okay, this makes a lot of sense. Let's, let's give some money. And we have not had projects in so long. So it's, it's, it's so nice to see this, um, actually look like it's going to occur and good for the citizens of Corpus Christi. Absolutely. Yeah. The port's a big job provider down there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really great to see them engaging in the system because that's how our system works. It's like the, like the old saying, if you know, if you're not, if you don't have a seat at the table, then you're probably on the menu. There you so go. <laughs> much better to be seated at the table. I'm glad they're doing that. Yes. Well, that's all the time we have for this show. Look forward to talking to you next week when I am sure that there will be a whole lot more to discuss pertaining to oil and gas topics and policy. Until then, David, until next week, thanks for being on the show today. I look forward to it. Thank you. And with that, we do have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host, Kim Bilotto, and today we have a great guest lined up. Uh, we have John Alsman, who is the uh, maintenance manager for one of the plants uh, with Weatherford, Weatherford International John, welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Thank you. Now, I've probably done a not a little disservice in reference to that you're the maintenance manager, but it's so important to talk a little bit about plants and, and activities going on in local areas because um, our listeners are from all over, uh, Texas and South Texas. And so we want to try to, from time to time, talk a little bit about things that are going on that are really important in the way of community and community relationships. And so this is what this show is going to be about. But you've been with Weatherford for seven years, right? That's correct. And tell me a little bit about, I know that, you know, as maintenance manager, you know, y'all have these facilities and shops and y'all have undergone some changes at Weatherford. Um, It's been no secret that Weatherford sold off a uh, a little bit of part of their assets to Schlumberger, not a bad company to sell to. Tell me a little bit about uh, what, what happened. Well, basically, Weatherford uh, decided to uh, end the pressure pumping business here in the U.S. Uh, land and uh, decided to, uh, then Ms. Schlumberger got into a, got into a uh, uh, decision making that they would buy all our assets, and that's where we are right now. And, you know, John, we're seeing a lot of that in the past couple of years with the price of oil going from $100 down to, shoots under even 30 at one point in time. Thank yes. goodness it's it's hovering around 60 and holding there. But with that, you'll see a lot of acquisitions and mergers and companies uh, taking advantage of and, of course, losing some assets that they're not doing so well in or our, our products. And so this is what's occurring at Weatherford, but Weatherford as a whole is not leaving the industry. It's just, uh, no, not at all. So you're, uh, seeing some activity, some changes going on. Some of you guys are moving into, uh, Schlumberger and some are staying with Weatherford. And obviously out of this, uh, uh, movement, you've actually received, um, a better, position, a little bit larger position within the Weatherford brand. So good for you. Um, but one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on was uh, we were having a discussion offline and you were talking to me and we were discussing how important small businesses are to the Weatherford brand and how you guys 
really support that. Uh, we've done a couple of interviews in Shell Magazine as far as um, uh, Weatherford and when y'all had the Alice plant up out there and, uh, you know, there are opportunities that they took with small businesses and really helping mm-hmm. become a game changer. And so I want to talk to you about a couple of, uh, you know, you all, your mindset has not changed at all. And I'm sure the small businesses thank you very much for the Weatherford brand. Tell me a little bit about uh, some companies or tell me about a company or two that you feel you've really, you, Weatherford has really made a difference um, and some that maybe are standing out um, that you work with in South Texas. Well, the one that I work with mostly here in South Texas in the San Antonio area is obviously um, Auto Parts Experts, um, a phenomenal small family-owned, I believe it's a three-generation uh, business, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, well, I think you probably are, but we're going to confirm that. We're going to be getting the uh, <laughs> owner on the show in a little bit and uh, talking Maybe a little bit. Maybe four generations. Could be. Um, and so what do you think, What what? tell me a little bit about auto parts experts on, I think they're also known as oil field experts. Tell me a little bit about some of the things that you've kind of noticed that really um, make things easier for you guys to continue this partnership and, and work with. Well, one thing that uh, first and foremost uh, with any small business in the, in the line of work that I do is customer service. Um, with Clint and the, uh, the uh, his company that we work with, um, his customer services is bar none. It's uh, he he'll go above and beyond um, day or night to get you what you need um, at any cost and any cost meaning he doesn't um, it doesn't matter what time what day or how far he's got to drive he'll he'll go get it have it on your in your facility the next day or two. And yeah, that's really important, especially when you guys are usually under these time constraints and having. To oh, absolutely. Because the oil field never sleeps. I mean, these rigs, they don't get shut down. Uh, they actually have to, for safety reasons, run 24-7. So having access to parts and having access to uh, products that you need are, are probably vital. And what you, Oh, it's huge. Yeah. So what you guys are, are primarily doing with these small companies are, I think, you know, in, in being actually fair to Weatherford as well, if, you know, if... if Looking at the San Antonio area in South Texas, there was a lot of companies that moved in um, on the south side of San Antonio, uh, industries that were pertaining to the service companies with the Eagle Ford Shell. And and mm-hmm. we see it now also in Permian Basin. Well, Permian Basin has definitely always, you know, it's, it's over a, like 100 years old. And so those right. those folks down there, they, they know oil and gas. They're familiar with it. But the people of South Texas, it was a lot different. And as these buildings, which Weatherford was one that built from the ground up, purchased land, invested in the community, built this amazing, beautiful building, a huge building. And this is where most of the maintenance, all the vehicles, all of the frack trucks and stuff that are out on the road are being maintenance. Correct. Correct. This is a big game changer for the companies that are out there who had kind of just been a small mom and pop company until these big, the big service companies moved in um, in that area and of course Weatherford was one of them um, and so you know when when we look at the game changers with that or you know how companies have come in and really changed lives it's it's kind of uh, important to recognize that because those are things that we really don't talk very much about how Correct. you've changed the dynamics of a company so what are some of the things that um, that you're working with with uh, 
with the oil field experts, I mean, they kind of had to learn from the ground up as y'all moved in what y'all needed, but are there some, uh, some specifics that you guys use this company a lot for? You know, it's specific is, is a wide open. I mean, anything from led lights to uh, harnesses all the way up to hydraulic pumps and, and motors and anything in between filters. I mean, there's really nothing that, that to all, all, uh, Field experts has not been able to get for me. Um, well, that's a pretty um, that's a pretty tall order. He's been getting everything. Well, so, uh, pretty. Well, I've I've never had anything that Clint has not been able to get me. Very He's nice. May have had to run it down, but uh, he has got it for me um, with uh, just no problem. Perfect. Well, John, when we return, I, I want to get back on the topic of um, how companies can uh, service and maintenance you guys, and and how easy is it to. Uh, get in front of you guys and, and just kind of figure out, you know, what are the needs for Weatherford. But we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. You know, great companies take great care of their employees. Ensure the well-being of your workforce with Baptist Healthy Solutions, your answer to convenient and affordable health care that comes to you. Our mobile health unit delivers on-site, state-of-the-art, comprehensive care that keeps your employees healthy from the day they're hired till the day they retire. From pre-employment screenings to routine immunizations to on-site injury care and more, trust Baptist Healthy Solutions with your workforce health care needs. Health care that comes to you. Call 866-334-2485. Again, that's 1-866-334-2485. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is John Alsman, who is a maintenance manager with Weatherford Service Company. Uh, John, before the break, we were talking about one of your customers, oil field experts, and how they've pretty much, uh, I think you all have both come in and nicely changed each other's lives in reference to you all ordering uh, with a small business owner, investing in the community, seeing the benefit of how you're helping the community grow with, um, you know, supplying more jobs, because obviously if they have um, uh, great customers, then it allows them to uh, hire more employees. And those kind of commitments are so important uh, to me. I don't think that the energy industry does a very good job of of really helping everyone understand the differences that they're making community by community. And so part of our job here on In the Oil Patch is to kind of bring these great stories to our listeners and also inspire more. But you also have another client um, that or another company that you work closely with, and it's kind of the same thing, a smaller company, and it's been, I'm sure, a game changer for them. Even though they're a uh, nationwide company, the, the local um company i want to talk about that and that company is msc industrial supply and what type of company are they they're a uh, full service company for anything from safety supplies to stuff you, you would need to shop hoses air hoses and all those types of things um, just more of a shop supply company that we use them for what makes them so special kind of like i know you know you talked about uh, oil field experts and clint over there yes that- yes Sort of like Clint, um, they actually, uh, they spend the time with you to see what you need. Very uh, family, you get that sense of family, um, that sense of closeness that they, you know, if they care about you and what you do and your future needs, and they will go above and beyond, um, most certainly uh, as as much as Clint does, to uh, get you what you need in a timely manner. You know, 
I, I don't want to take anything away from these large corporate chains, but, you know, there is somewhat of a difference between the large corporate chains that in some ways you're just another number. But in it seems like in the philosophy of Weatherford itself and many other large oil companies and service companies, they really want to invest in community and they really want to be the game changer for these small companies that normally would have had a very uh, or, you know, normally would have not had that opportunity because you always have the the Napa's and the, the large companies, the dealerships that are there. Um, and you are, uh, you know, dealing with a large company. So you're just another number to them. These companies seem to fill the void um, and vice versa. You guys seem to fill uh, their cup, if you will, on uh, giving back to each other um, uh, and being able to financially help these small companies. And in return, I think that they just really appreciate so much the opportunity to uh, show you what they can do. And maybe that's why they work as hard as they, they do for your, for these uh, well, main companies. I totally, I totally agree. Yeah. They will, uh, you know, like I said earlier, they, they, you have the sense that they care and they will do what they can within their own, you know, powers to, to uh, make it happen. So uh, you can, uh, like you said, give back and forth well, you to know, each other. And, and, you know, I think it's so important that when we look at, this is definitely, there's never been a bigger assault on the small independent companies or even mid-sized companies compared to these huge box chain type of stores. And you see them coming from all over, whether it's a Walmart coming after the small corner grocery store, the large chain in uh, automotive or, um, you know, and, and, it, and it's across the board, which restaurant chains, you know, just, you just see these large corporations moving in. It's really causing a, a havoc on the smaller companies are not able to compete as well. They don't have the resources in the way of advertising dollars and they don't have the resources necessary to buy this inventory really cheap. And so it's nice to see that you have these large international companies like a Weatherford that are willing to say, sure, it's easier to look at these companies and probably get the cheapest price because we write in these contracts for a lot of parts. That's awesome. But we're also going to invest in our communities with these people who can really service us above and beyond what we can get from a large box chain, if you will. And we're going to take care of those people too. And we're not going to forget about them uh, because it's easy to do. Um, and so I, I look forward to when we get uh, Clint on the show here in a little bit in our next segment to talk a little bit about what it has meant to him to have had uh, a Weatherford and other uh, large oil companies purchasing parts from him. And, and you know, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show because there's not a lot of companies that really are willing to to mention how how important this is to their business. And again, anybody can order from a big box, whether right, it's restaurant or, uh, but it's the little guys and we remember them. Um, you know, those are the, those are the ones that you're investing in the community and you're investing in resources within the community. So thank you very much for being a guest on today's show, John. You're quite welcome, Kim. It was my pleasure. And with that, we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to And the Old Patch Radio Show. We'll be right back. The vision of the Women's Energy Network is to be the premier organization that educates, attracts, retains, and develops professional women working across the value chain. 
Also known as WEN, our mission is to develop programs that provide networking opportunities and foster career and leadership development of women who work in the energy industry. Thousands of women are breaking ground in energy industry careers every year, and 4,000 of them are already members of the Women's Energy Network across our 14 chapters. Members receive exclusive access to mentoring, job boards, group discussions, member-only networking events, expert speaking engagements, and more. Join today by visiting womensenergynetwork.org slash Houston or call 1-855-390-0650. The Women's Energy Network, empowering women in energy. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com, or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Oilfield Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oilfield parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oilfield Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oilfield Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest is Clint Schwears, owner and CEO of Oilfield Experts and Auto Parts Expert. And Clint, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim, for having me. Well, you know, Clint, it's kind of important that we recognize the smaller business owners that are a key part of how the oil companies and the service companies really make things happen. And earlier we had John Ausman, who is a maintenance manager at Weatherford on the show. And he was discussing how really important it is to have not just the big box chain stores helping them, the O'Reilly's and the Napa's, but also the companies that are embedded in the community and helping uh, you know, service, having you guys service them and how important it has been in the way of customer service. But I wanted to bring you on the show because I want to get it. I want to get a different perspective from the small business owner. And when I say that you're not small either, <laughs> so I want to clarify that you have a huge billing and you have all the major service companies and a lot of oil companies that you service. Uh, Weatherford is just one of them. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about is it it's auto parts expert and it's oil field expert. So first of all, what is auto parts expert? How did your whole company get started? How many generations are you guys? Well, my father started the business back in 1969 as the auto parts business. And then when the oil field companies uh, came into San Antonio five, six years ago, we branched out to the oil field business and, uh, we just started, you know, with them servicing them and, you know. So you're a second generation. Yes, second and, generation. And Auto Parts Expert is part of a CarQuest line, right? You're a distributor of the CarQuest brand, which is a large uh, brand. However, they still have independence, which is what you are, correct? Yes, I'm independent, yes. And that's yes. the business that's been around since 69. Yes. You've also then, since uh, some of, uh, since Eagle Ford came into play, Eagle Ford Shale, you then branched into 
and became now oil field experts uh, if helping with parts and stuff like that with them as well, which is what uh, John, the maintenance, uh, maintenance manager with Weatherford was discussing. One of the things that he said really stood out to him was the service. So I want to talk a little bit about your service and what you offer a big service company like Weatherford. Um, not so much the parts, but do you find that there are things that they really need uh, that you all as small business owners have the ability to really service them? Yes. Uh, well, I'm very fortunate. I'm just not, I don't sell just one product. I'm able to branch out and, you know, and dealing with these oil field companies, they, you know, call me on different items that they need. And what I offer is a very quick response, you know, delivery, you know, within an hour, hour and a half. I and mean, you're delivering though all over Texas and it's not just to South Texas because you're also delivering in the Permian Basin and, uh, you know, heck, if you have a Weatherford in, in another yes, part, I, you can deliver correct. anywhere. I deliver all the way to uh, West Texas, to East Texas, to Oklahoma, you know, even as far as as, as Louisiana. Now, you and I, we, we, we talked before the interview, and so I wanted to get familiar with some of the things that you're doing. And one of the things that caught my attention is the fact that, you know, when you look at a big box store, rather it's an O'Reilly's or an auto parts uh, type store, they're just going to sell auto parts. They're probably not really going to care about doing machine work or um, doing fittings and hoses and things that are a little different out of their wheelhouse. And so these these service companies and oil companies are having to go to these large box office for some of those things. But this is where you guys come into play is you're able to, as a parts house for all these years, you're very familiar with somebody sending you a picture and saying, I need this. And you're able to locate it, even though you've probably never seen it before, which is kind of unusual because there's not a lot of companies that are like that. You're more of a custom ordered Yes, custom order. Yes, I mean, I like I said, you know, I get orders from machine work to PTOs to hydraulic pumps to uh, Lovejoys to filters. It just, you know, it's the whole gamut of things. Yes, yes. And so, out of outside of Weatherford, you have also uh, you're also selling to the other major service companies that are out in the Eagle Ford. Um, how much of your business? has been Eagle Ford and and how has it changed when you were in auto parts before Eagle Ford what kind of uh what changes did you see in your business as far as not just revenue but in what ways did you have to adapt to a changing market to accommodate them well you know dealing with the oil field companies you know I mean when they want something they want it you know now everything is now so it has changed tremendously. I mean, I would say maybe from the auto parts industry to the oil field industry, probably about 80%. It's changed a lot. Interesting. Well, I mean, I, I would th- I would imagine that some of the things that are also uh, things that you had to adjust to is um, the you probably weren't used to the way that they pay in their pay cycles. And that was probably an adjustment because most of them are paying what a 60 or a 90 day. So this is not a game for the faint at heart, I would say, because you've got big money wrapped up and you're waiting on those receivables. Right. So if you're not prepped for it, a lot of companies that uh, were here when oil was a hundred dollars a barrel, they're not here anymore because they didn't quite understand how to not leverage themselves so high uh, with debt that they were able to make it, um, you know, they weren't able to make it out when, 
uh, it, when the market kind of tanked with oil prices. And obviously, you guys have been able to adjust well and not having to worry about that. When we return from break, I do want to get back into um, how you guys managed the the downward turn and, and were there any um, real lessons learned. Uh, but we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to an Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Have you heard of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, the largest state association in the country? 87 years strong, serving independence, and it's right here in Texas. Offices in Houston, Austin, and Wichita Falls. Over 3,000 members of all ages like you who are in the oil and gas industry or who have family members and friends who are. Company members range from one employee to large independents. Lobbying, networking events, and saving you money. For a membership tailored just to fit your budget, contact Sandy Simon at sandis at texasalliance.org or call 281-997-7223. That's 281-997-7223. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Clint Schwears owner of oil field experts now clint you have your commercial running on our show and we thank you for partnering with um in the oil patch radio show and of course i wanted to bring you on because you're a very you have a very distinct and unique way of looking at the oil field uh services and uh, what they offer Uh, for you um, you were not born and raised in a patch. You came into it as Eagle Ford, uh, kind of took off, which was about five, six years ago. Your family traditionally had been in an auto parts car quest brand store in which you were part house and you decided to jump in like probably many people have done jumping into the oil fill side of it. Where, um, tell me about some lessons that you learned um, when you were in at a hundred dollars a barrel, and now that it's it's averaging sixty. Well, you know, uh, when you're dealing with these oil field companies, you know, it can be very hard, you know, because they're buying so much. So you haven't noticed that they've kind of dropped off a little bit with sixty dollars, or did you notice it slowed down and now it's coming back? Yes, it has. It it did slow down. Now it's coming back, and you know it's. You just have to adjust, you know, uh, trying to keep your your overhead down. You know, you have to cut back on the employees, you know, and just have to, you know, weather through the rough storms, you know. Well, a lot of companies didn't make it out of the rough storms, as you say, um, because of the fact that um, they, they, they were leveraged. They had a lot of debt. And when those debts are due, you know, you're forced to do one or two things, close your doors and go file for bankruptcy. A lot of companies didn't make it. What do you think was your greatest success? Because obviously you have made it through the storm and you're still in the business. And as somebody who was not very, you know, wasn't experienced in this game, <laughs> it's not a game for the faint of heart. Like I said, um, you're in it for the long haul. What were the things that really made your company successful through through this downward turn? Well, I was very fortunate, you know, uh, you know, my, my inventory is paid for, uh, my property in the building is paid for, so I really didn't have a lot of overhead. The only overhead that I had was just with the employees and, you know, uh, vehicle payments, 
So I was very fortunate and that's why I survived. You know, a lot of these, you know, companies that moved into the Eagle Ford, you know, they were being told, you know, this is going to last for 20 years. So they went out and bought, you know, the property and financed a building or getting a building built. built yeah. And then when the oil prices crashed, you know, they crashed, they, they crashed and they right. couldn't survive. And I'm very fortunate that everything that I have is paid for. And speaking, you know, I, I want to change gears just a little bit. And, you, you know, you are sitting in a sweet spot, too, by the way, because, uh, you know, you're located strategically right in front of all the major service companies. And there's very little out there in the way of resources for them. And if there's anything that we've seen, I'm sure you will agree that we're starting to see growth again. Because there's so much activity going on in Corpus Christi. And you would think that in San Antonio, it really wouldn't affect us. But it is because it's coming all the way from the Permian Basin through San Antonio all the way to Corpus Christi. So you're in a very, very uh, good spot. Let's talk about that relationship with Weatherford. How long have you had them as a company and, and how did you get them? I've been servicing uh, Weatherford probably about five years. And... Um, I just went to the yard and spoke to the uh, superintendent. And now that must have been when they first started yes. to open because you can't do that anymore. Right. You no. can't. Uh, I mean, there's so many companies that contact us and like, how do I get in? And it's like, uh, you can't anymore. It's right. kind of they have their vendors set up. And uh, I was just very fortunate that I was able to get right in place there at and, the right time. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And, you know, and they're very happy with my service. You know, I'm very quick. Um, Normally, when they order something, I can get it with them to them within an hour, an hour and a half, if not the next day. And they're very happy with my prompt service. You know. Now, I want to. I want to ask you. I want you to tell me a story about when you had when it was a hundred dollars a barrel, and and these companies were just operating in a very uh, strange way. Um, did you ever have to order something or transport something for? some of these majors that were kind of very unusual for you. Um, I think you were telling me a story about having to order some stuff from another country and having to fly it in. Tell me that story. Oh, yes. Uh, they uh, needed a PTO, and there was nobody in the country in the United States that had it. I was able to locate it, but it was coming from Africa. And they were very surprised that I was able to find it. Which is your little trade secret. You yes. can find anything. Yes, exactly. Pretty much. Yes, and I'm very blessed, you know, to have that, you know. Network. Network, exactly. So I was able to find it, and I told them I could have it to them within a week or two. And they were very surprised because nobody could find it. And how did you get it into the United States? Because Africa is not one of these countries we normally have a lot of trade with. It had to go through customs, you know, and get it approved and, you know, and, and I got it within two weeks. Have you ever done that kind of work before this? Had you ever purchased things from out of the country and stuff? <laughs> I have, you know, but nothing as a priority. Right. Well, you know, there, there, there are companies that we hear from and they have um, some strange tall tales of you know, flying stuff in from uh, helicopters and uh, bringing them through the airports and, of course, going through customs. Uh, what a great opportunity to kind of learn on the job, as you've been doing for the last five, six years. Well, Clint, we, we want to thank you for being a guest today on the show. That's all thank the you. time we have. Uh, but tell me before we leave, where can we uh, find you if we have a customer who's interested in uh, getting some hard-to-find parts uh, in the South Texas area? But you don't just service South Texas. It's everywhere. Yes. Um, 
Where can they contact you? They can contact me at 210-471-1923 is my cell phone. Or they can uh, reach me at my place of business, which is 210-633-0366. Perfect. Well, Clint, that's all the time we have for this show. Thank you for being a guest today on the show. Thank you. And that's all the time we have. But be sure to like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash in the oil patch radio show. Or follow us on Twitter at Shell Mag. If you are interested in keeping up with In the Oil Patch Radio Show or the latest issue of Shell Magazine, you can do that. It's free. All you have to do is go to www.shellmag.com. Again, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com and sign up for our free newsletter. Be sure to like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash In the Oil Patch Radio Show or follow us on Twitter at ShellMag. That is going to wrap up another great show. We'll see you next week with more exciting news and insightful interviews. Until then, adios. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.